All right, so let's get started. Um, yeah. So welcome back, guys. Uh, appreciate your time. Um, we're limited on time with these folks, so we're going to try to make this as you know concise efficient. as possible and efficient. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we've got a list of uh, questions here and topics that we want to touch on. Uh, but before I get to that, I want to you know I want to ask you guys like. If you could explain um, just a brief summary of, of what the project is and maybe touch on, on the last drop, the success of it, et cetera, you know, don't spend too much time on it, but this is for the folks that might not have listened to the first pod. Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm Biggleton and I'm head of community growth over at Another Block. Uh, and uh, we're a music NFT project that collateralizes um, music rights uh, on chain. Uh, and uh, now I know our head of legal wants it. I mean, collateralize might be a, a wrong way of saying it. More like we we sell the rights to the streaming royalties of certain songs, to be exact. Uh, so um, for everybody who holds one of our NFTs. Uh, they will be paid uh, in percentage uh, uh, an equal amount to uh, how the song streams. So let's say you own 0.001%, then you will get 0.001% to your wallet claimable uh, every once in a while. I think it's every six months now, uh, but we're improving that to make it uh, more, even more liquid. So you will get, uh, um, essentially you will get uh, your royalties more often, but uh, more you can elaborate on that. Uh, later on about tech that we're building to enable this uh, but uh, yeah it's all about uh, yeah, the, the fans and the community of these uh, big artists that we're dropping and uh, making it possible for everybody to invest in music really so that's our um the, the vision that we have right on good summary so rihanna huh that's a big one yeah Exactly, exactly. So uh, we actually managed to get points in uh, her music through uh, her uh, producer, Deputy. Uh, so, uh, I mean, she's absolutely brilliant, our uh, head of partnerships, Ida, and uh, she's uh, so well-connected and doing a great job there with the acquisition. We have many, many interesting drops in the pipeline as well. Uh, some elf for you is like we we have uh, some points on Doja Cat songs, we have some points on Eminem songs. So, yeah, we're figuring out the kind of a, a nice rollout plan for for those drops, you know. Wow, those are some really um, those are some big names. Eminem, yeah, Rihanna, shit, <laughs> awesome guys. All right, so a word you want to get into it with the first one? Yeah, sure. Um, so how? Let's just like kind of start at the beginning of just like how exactly another block works just for uh, the newcomers and maybe anybody who hasn't. Yeah, I mean, I can run it down. So basically what we do is that we, we've been talking with, we start off the conversation with rights holders, as we call them, like people owning that have been contributing to either, like they could be the artist, it could be the producer, or sometimes even the songwriter or a label that owns a piece of the song. And we basically, you know, we talk with them and see, try to evaluate the song. Like, okay, how much is this going to generate in the upcoming years? And how should we price it as an NFT? And basically, we, we create an NFT. 
with the kind of a legal contract that says each token owns this percentage of the track and has the right to get the dividends, depending on how it streams on Spotify, Apple Music, and Tidal. And then we're trying to make like the best user experience for the owners of the NFT, uh, how they're going to get paid. And, and that's what me and the devs are working hard on right now. We, we actually got our first payout coming up 16th of February. So then everyone who owns a token of another block, uh, depending on how, it's, how it has performed on streaming platforms, is going to be able to claim and get some sweet tokens. Okay, cool. And then how are you guys going to distribute the, the first round of royalties there? So we just... We just announced actually that we got a, a good partnership with Superfluid. Uh, so we've got, I think it was 15,000 15, Optimus tokens to distribute uh, because we, we've come to the realization that, you know, storing the NFTs on Ethereum is our go to like the gold and the standard for us in terms of security and, you know, immutableness and, and, and liquidity. But since the royalties can differ and we have the gas fees, we really wanted to enable for our product ecosystem to use layer twos and from our hackathons we've been talking with you know arbitrum we talked with polygon but we really found optimism to be the most developed ecosystem so there we have worked with with both superfluid and also biconomy to make it both biconomy may basically makes it that you can fill out an external gas tank so our holders we can effectively pay for the gas for them so the first is going to be an instant distribution on superfluid so it's basically like a little splits they claim the tokens they get an optimism but we're working now with superfluid's new proof of concept that is like an instant distribution streaming contract so effectively what's going to happen is that when you mint our token or when you purchase it from a secondary market you'll get two streams one stream of the actual streaming royalties, depending on how it streams on, on streaming platforms, and one with our soulbound token, the another block kind of experience points uh, that we're still playing around with and gonna announce properly soon. But but so first it's gonna be a claim, and we're working on getting this like stream um, going. So you'll immediately we're not in custody of the funds; it's the NFT holders that that are going to get it, they can follow their stream, you know, almost getting that real-time experience. That is some alpha right there. I mean, we, we haven't even posted an announcement about that. It's uh, something that is being built currently, so special Ooh. one for you guys. Yeah, thank you for that. That's awesome. Right on. Very, very community-driven, focused. Yeah. So do you guys want to get into uh, talking about, like, how we uh, purchase merch? How do we get the merch? Is there doxing involved? I mean, obviously, if you're going to have something shipped to your house. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're still working on a um, scalable solution for that, I'd say. Right now, it's kind of handled manually. But uh, uh, we will have, in the future, we will have a merch store. That's something being built on as well. Uh, meaning that you can spend also your ABT tokens on there to to get your merch and and the, I think everybody in the team is uh, leaning towards like having the possibility to to uh, buy stuff w without getting doxxed and some things you obviously need to get doxxed to to buy you know the shirts and stuff like that 
but uh, I think it's uh, important to uh, take everybody's uh, privacy in consideration. And uh, yeah, you know, because we, we, we're discussing whether uh, we could potentially uh, start selling beats and sound packs and, and stuff like that, so that uh, every producer could, uh, you know, with the ABT tokens collected, get special sound packs that are uh, another block exclusive. And uh, to buy those, theoretically, it wouldn't be required to, to dox yourself. So that's something that we're looking at, at least. Nice. And also, if there's some people coming to ETH Denver, we're going to be a pretty large team over there. I think we're coming with seven people to Colorado. So if you if you get a hold on us, we'll, we're sure to give you a nice little swagger. <laughs> yeah, very cool. I will actually be in attendance. So I look forward to uh, coming by the booth and getting to meet. Now you spoke oh, about that. We're hosting an event too, so you can grab a couple of cold ones. Even better, right? Yeah, even better. Right on. Um, now you spoke on the ABT token. Um, what chain is that going to be used on? Is that an ERC twenty? It's an ERC twenty. Yeah, sold down. So the only the purpose of it is that you can accumulate it based on how many offer NFTs you have, and then you're going to be able to burn it in our store. Uh, but it's a nice little level up. It's a nice way to keep track on like a leaderboard. It's kind of, I think it makes sense. Um, but we're experimenting still, and that, that's what makes this whole product so much fun. You know, we're trying to listen to our holders, listen to the rights holders, and just like you know, have this kind of hackathon vibe to it. Yeah, very cool. I love, uh, I don't even know why, but I love the burn mechanism being implemented into products. It just uh, has a very fun interactive aspect to it that just you don't find anywhere else. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, and it's also, I, I think it's also a way to ease into like uh, testing out. Okay, so if we have our own token, uh, how how will that work and, and all that? Because, I mean, we've obviously discussed that long term we could theoretically release our own, own like token that is not sold bound, but it's obviously pretty far away because you don't want to be just one another token. It's not that sexy, you know. It's like you need to really create a, a fundamental and, and a strong, uh, yeah, strong fundamentals really uh, to be able to create something that will be long lasting because there's so many shit coins out there. I mean, it's like, you know, the list goes on. So, but uh, it's a, ni- a nice way to dip your feet into it at least. Yeah, and I think this is interesting also. Like, if you look at the whole like, NFT community space, we have it's a pro and con of having this, like, you know, underlying value of that we're depending on how it streams in the <laughs> in kind of the real world. Um, yeah, but it also it also puts us at centralization risk. Like, we, we still depend that we need to get the money. Um, so sometimes it's fun to think about how you could experiment like in this is in the new realm uh you know with our own token but still like um i think we're, we're just scratching the surface of what's going to be able what we're going to be able to do in the, in the future like i got my fingers crossed that that labels and then spotify will also be bullish on this kind of ownership and transparency so who knows if they're going to be able to pay out in crypto and then we yeah, have a full circle. 
Yeah, I was just going to say that. I mean, I'm I'm still waiting for the day that the, the streaming services will pay out in crypto. I mean, it's like I remember back like back five years ago, you would never imagine if, uh, crypto to go this far. It's like yeah, if, uh, if if I were to say like oh, in the future we'll have music rights on chain. It's like people be like, yeah, right, man. Like, wait another 10 years. So it's like, it feels the same way about uh, them paying out in crypto as well. Um, I think most of these huge companies have at least some some uh, employees and some people who are, you know, in the Web3 space and are trying to think a little bit forward. So even though they're not as agile as, as these kind of small startups like we are, I think that there's definitely uh, on, on everybody's mind, like how, how will it look in the future? I think it's super exciting to be part of that, creating the future. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, you've probably heard about the project Audius that, that had a great run in the past years. I know, I know they had a lot of, of discussions and you know, switching chains and stuff like that, but um, it's interesting to see the music NFT space. Audius with trying to make something new in, this, in how you listen, consume music. Where we had like people trying to don't skip all the Spotify and traditional, just focus on your loyal fans. You know, I think Daniel Allen, like the native artist, he, he made probably 100x on his NFT sales as opposed to what he generates in streaming revenue. So, you know, it really, it really puts the whole music ecosystem in under the loop. Yeah, right on. Um, yeah, it's it's absolutely a much more exponential incentive to make that switch, right? When you see an artist be able to essentially what would be almost a lifetime of of working for a, a label instead of going, you know, essentially direct to consumer. It's a, it's a completely power shift. And, you know, I, I know a lot of local artists... I know, like, if you look at Spotify Top 100 in Sweden, it's all independent hip-hop artists without labels, without anything. So, like, it's so interesting to, like, you know, you run with so many paths and there's so many fun things happening in the world uh, that are still decentralization, but it's not, like, it's not Web3. <laughs> right on. Great answer. Um, so, do you guys have any, like, parties or festivals planned coming up? Because I think that'd be really cool to like integrate. Well, in, in, Den- so- in Denver, we're gonna have one with uh, Spinamp. I don't know if you heard. Spinamp is like a music NFT aggregator. Uh, so we're working together with them, finding finding a day. It's just gonna be like a, a chill. We call it a crypto bar. It's just vibes, music, and and hangouts. Uh, yeah. Big yeah, exactly. I'm, I mean, I used to organize clubs uh, in Stockholm, both like underground ones and uh, the huge legitimate ones. And uh, I'm really excited to do uh, big parties uh, on behalf of uh, on the block as well. But uh, it feels like right now we're we are uh, doing another round. So before we've closed the round, I think uh, it's better to like wait until we know like how big of a budget we can uh, uh, put into events. But, uh, I mean, everybody's super excited to do something for at least the big uh, NFT gatherings all, all over the world. So we've been uh, visiting a lot of conferences as uh, speakers, and, you know, like we, we have a pretty good relationship with them. And, and uh, yeah, you, you could probably expect to see a side event uh, during maybe fall of this year. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we, we're really getting out there and uh, super excited to, 
to uh, uh, meet people, and uh, that's why we're going around to to all these conferences to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. So, are there any plans to like incorporate uh, your current artists into um, like a concert? So we have uh, another company who who is uh, which is based in Amsterdam that we're talking a little bit with that are exper- experimenting with different kind of like um, co not co owning but some kind of uh, incentivization there for for parties and and like it's it's kind of a, they're creating kind of a, a like a DAO for artists and uh, doing it con, uh, concert based and uh, uh, I'm I'm a little bit in talks with them and uh, thinking about doing like maybe maybe more of like a club kind of thing I think we're right now working together with so so huge artists I mean I don't see us like booking Rihanna anytime soon because it's like you know kind kind of hard to to get hold of her as she's headlining super the half half time show um so it's like i don't think that we can pull that many people for her to be satisfied really <laughs> and then I'm, I'm usually a little bit uh, um optimistic when it comes to those things but uh, yeah i mean so, of course in the future and, and we we are also yeah um i was gonna say it, wanna... it, has there been any like consideration mm-hmm. into like possibly incorporating your token um so, like, let's say Rihanna's touring, and I own a bunch of ABT. Is there been any consideration or thought put into whether or not we could use that ABT to get access to that concert? Definitely, and that's something that is perfect for the utility store, as it doesn't need uh, people to get boxed either. Uh, so, so that's something we, we are looking into, and something we want to provide. So, maybe like you can get it uh, for for what you uh, what you earn by holding the NFT, uh, and uh, that that is, I, it's a perfect use case, I would say. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's like in in the future, we're also looking to have a discovery uh, section on the site where it's more like uh, you support early music and uh, get the chance to invest in in uh, artists that are, are up and coming. And I think those artists are more more suitable when it comes to organizing your own events because then it's like uh, you can have a bunch of them, which makes it kind of a nice experience. A little bit like uh, Soratopia did when. Uh, me and Morkit were in um, uh, NFT NYC. Uh, they had, uh, I think it was in uh, not Harlem, maybe Harlem or, or Brooklyn. They had like a really cool uh, venue there, which with a lot of stages and stuff. And it's nice to do a vibrant, uh, vibrant uh, party like that with uh, a composition of many up and coming artists. I would, I would say that's more like what we're doing in the short term and then of course in the long term when we have 100,000 people following us then it's like of course then we can do the bigger ones that's the same yeah exactly we, we have we have a lot of like growth and scaling that's our that's our big vision but i also think that it's, i think we're gonna incorporate a lot of the community decisions so like if you are a holder you're gonna be part of shaping the narrative of, of what you want another block to be too but I think as as big as said, like we, we're always trying to find that sweet utility for our holders. And uh, I know we in the team would be very, very bullish on having a, a nice like concert club vibe. That because that's how music is it's the best, like how you consume it live, yeah. according to me. For sure. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. 
really exciting to think about, um, you know, almost the incubator that will kind of come from having all of those up and coming artists, you know, and what collaborations are going to come from just them being on the same venue and with the same kind of network with you guys and like what that will kind of grow from there. That's exciting. So. Yeah, I would say that that's kind of kind of our core vision after all, because that's the thing. Uh, we're always talking about democratizing music and music investments. So, I mean, if we're only working together with the biggest artists, that's not really fair, I'd say. But uh, that's something we need to do now early on to get really get our name out there, because I think that's a key thing. If, if you want to be able to, to raise more investor money, if you want to be able to reach far and wide with your message... I think Rihanna is a perfect name to draw attention to what we're really doing. And then in the future, it's much easier to onboard other artists. And then in the beginning, it will likely be curated by us. So we make sure, like, okay, so this this is really nice. I mean, uh, because if you just onboard everybody, then it's like it will it will be so hard to find the real quality on there that if you don't have any, like, barrier of entry. That's the way I'm looking at it as well as a music fan myself a noise to signal ratio exactly yeah yeah you spoke a little bit about utility um i know you guys had a pretty successful pfp drop recently um do you and i know that was kind of like more than just a pfp so do you want to kind of speak on like the utility you guys had implemented for that and like what you look to do in the future with it maybe you want to do that one more keith or i can do it this way Oh yeah, sure. No, I, I think we, you know, we we came up with the idea of <laughs> when we had our season finale, when we've done our first uh, three drops. We were like, we we really want to get something for for our community, for our lawyer holders, and I think everyone in the team we've always like, we are not a profile picture project. We're music NFT project, so we wanted to take our own spin on it. So we have our our our. De- designer who works uh, as a 3d designer full-time with us you know we sat down and like we try to find the characteristics of the another block like essentials you know we, we have all been rocking out with a with a, another block hoodie in stockholm so that's been kind of our trademark look and then we have one of our founders who i mean his story of, of actually founding another block is that he thought kind of the labels gave him a weird deal and he started off as producing music when he was like 11 years old. Uh, so he sat during like a whole weekend just slapping together different tracks, unique sound loops for every PFP. And then we basically, you know, we, we created a, a mint scenario where like our loyal holders, here you go. This is a kind of a, a moving allow list. So this will always give you access to our drops. And uh, I know that's something that Bigleton really had wanted from the beginning. So I kind of have that, like the moving allow list, the VIP pass. And I think yeah, that exactly. turned out so much fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it was a free mint and now it has gone up a bit, which is kind of nice and sweet as well. And it feels good to be able to like identify who our really early backers are and stuff like that. And then, I mean, if you want to come in late and are willing to buy one from the secondary, that's fine too as well. You're part of the fam, obviously. And usually, I mean, I think moving forward, at least in the short term, holders will get allow list as well. But another utility 
of having the PFP is that you get a little uh, a phase like a 10 minute preface where it's kind of a, like a guaranteed mint you could say uh, before the allow list starts uh, going uh, and uh, you can also buy two instead of one uh, which is kind of sweet as well so so that that's uh, some utility that we have that might vary for the future but right now it's uh, it's one of the key features i'd say yeah that's nice sweet. Yeah. that really is that vip you know brought to the the surface yeah yeah, I like how you guys are giving them that little bit of a leeway there before the allow list. That seems like really good utility. And in in this market where everybody's trying to figure out, you know, NFT utility, yeah. how can we expand it? I think that that's a great option um, to increase, you know, revenue number one um, and, and, and reach out more people. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um so moving on, uh, or do you guys have anything else to say about that? No, it, it's pretty covered well covered, it. I think. Okay. Yeah. I, just, I just had a thinking of like when I talked about our 3D designer, I'm, I'm actually really excited for the Rihanna drop because now we, we put some, some we took a new spin in the artwork. I think that's going to be fun too, because even, even though it's music, like it's NFTs are always paired with this like visual as well. So I think you're all going to be excited to see like the new artwork. It, to me, it's most global. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, that's, yeah. Sorry, where we? I keep interrupting you, man. My bad, dude. Oh no, I think we were going to say the same thing. You know, you always kind of get that that album art from back in the day. You know, it was yep. always fun to watch the 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 cool new art that came with your favorite artist. So it's it's definitely keeping in line to that 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 home feel of, of where music was coming up. Yeah. Do, do you guys remember how sweet, like the old sixties and seventies vinyls, like the, you know, the, the cardboard case that they would say, yeah, the artwork was just always fucking awesome. And, um, yeah, yeah. Truly half the experience really. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. that one thing I felt like I've lost to, with this new generation of music. Um, you know, you don't have anything physical and all you have is digital isn't unique. So if you're able to provide new artwork, PFPs, whatever that are attached to a certain song or artist that, I mean, that's seems to be the natural evolution. Yeah. Um, Do you guys have any, any alpha on the next songs or like a dream artist that you guys would like to get on? Well, I mean, we have pretty big ones coming up. I mean, the next song, it, it's to be decided still. We have a few that is already signed, but uh, we can't really say right now. Uh, but it will be something quite big, and um, I'm not sh- exactly sure what it will be right now, but uh, we have a variety of uh, different genres that uh, we have songs from. So everything from hip-hop, R&B, EDM, you know, like most of most of the kind of big songs that are are uh, world renowned because that's what kind of what we're focusing on right now the world renowned songs uh, and uh, i must say also that um, unfortunately i need to hop on to another call right now but uh, i'll leave it to uh, more keith and i'm super happy that we got invited to to talk again and uh, to share 
share both some alpha and some some uh, info about what we're up to. And uh, our uh, drop will be on the 9th uh, of February. And uh, yeah, we'll also get some allow the spots, I think, for EVM Mavericks uh, so that you can get hold of one of those Rihanna ones if you're excited. So thanks a lot, guys. All right. Very yeah, cool. No, yeah. Thank, thank you, Bigleton. Yeah, see you around. Yeah. Later, buddy. Uh, for everyone listening, we're going to go ahead and post the pre-mint link after uh, after the stages has ended. Um, and I forgot to announce at the beginning that Bigleton only had a half an hour, so uh, that's my bad. Um, a word you want to ask more, Keith? We got, what, two two more questions? Then we're going to go to some uh, other stuff. Yeah, sure. But yeah, like cool. In regards to that drop, I could just add, like, it's it's a constant discussion uh, that we're having. Like, you know, <laughs> we want to give holders what they want the most. And, you know, we're actually, I think we found our sweet spot in, in talking with, with producers as opposed to, to the artists themselves because the producers have been, like, they have points on so many tracks. So it's like a great way to get a huge inflow of different tracks because that's one of the main goals is to, is to have, like, we want to get as much music on a platform as possible so we can cater to, to all different kinds of people with all different types of tastes. And we're actually here now in Colombia, <laughs> me and Bigleton and Afrochis, who's head of, like, trying to get those producers to divest with us. So we're having a, a nice little remote time with all the different departments of another block. <laughs> no, I think you guys are moving in the right direction. I mean, it, you know, onboard those big artists, and then that will allow it for, uh, you know, um, new artists to want to use your platform and get exposure through it. Exactly, exactly. Like going from highly curated to like slightly less and then just and then, opening out the floodgates. Yep, and then, and then curating further once it's, you know, big. Exactly. I like, I like exactly. it. Yeah, now you guys have had several successful drops. Are you seeing a snowball effect kind of uh, momentum working in your in your direction, in your favor? Say so. I mean, like we're we're becoming better and better at the whole the, the process of how we're doing stuff. But then it's always about like reinventing because I know, like as a collector myself, it's like you want to see the new stuff. So you want to see, you know, you want to see the progress. You want to see the new artwork. You want to see the effort. Because I think one weird thing um, is that it's very hard to find someone who likes all our drops. In the type of like, yeah, this is my favorite artist, and this is my favorite artist. That's that's probably not how we're gonna be. So you know, we're probably moving away from you. You should mint the the ones that you like, or that you see like a potential either investment, or because you really like the track, or you want to, you know, you want to flex for your friends that you're an owner. So I think we're you know we're heading to that, but I think absolutely like we're getting more as more people recognize us. It's it's, it's easier to like get out of the noise you know like just being here talking with some sweet lions and pandas that's the thing that gets the snowball going too absolutely especially in the bear especially in the bear especially in the bear yeah yeah you guys are here building um which that's you know that's how you make it 
Exactly. And as I said before, like we're, we're super dev focused. Um, like, you know, we're always trying to go to these hackathons to, to get our words out in the, in the, like the dev community too. Cause this is the way you, you can find the coolest like innovation in terms of product. Just being out there talking with tech partners, you know, we, we integrated that reservoir marketplace in, in like two days. Like that's how smooth that some of these like projects have done their developer experience. You know, just you get amazed by the whole Web3 builder ecosystem. Like it's never been as fun to ship products as now for real. Yeah, hundred percent. I remember uh, 2017, 18, 19, bear, whatever, and there was it was a ghost town everywhere. Um, now, I mean, we can come into the Discord and basically find someone to talk about crypto with or NFTs. It's it, it, the amount of activity has definitely increased this bear in comparison to last. In my opinion, hundred percent, hundred percent, which is great for adoption. I mean, that's that to me is a clear signal that you know there's there's more people that realize that crypto is not a scam. Yeah, there are scams in crypto, but it you know it's a thing and it's going to move forward and it's going to allow projects like you um, and access for those newer artists to get onto a platform where they can reach more people. I think it's fucking great. Exactly. We can properly sit down and, and try to understand what we're building instead of just having like this. When, when the devs just have to focus on the latest hype and trends, that's uh, it's not how you build like the quality stuff that's going to last. Right. Right. And I mean, it, it's gotta be a lot easier from, from a dev perspective um, when the price is crabbing and and there's not all that hype to be able to sit down, like you said, and, and, and go through it and actually build something worthwhile. Exactly. Exactly. But the thing is, like, yeah, and always, like, when you go to these conferences, you, it's, it's like you don't notice that it's a bear market. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never been to a crypto conference, so I don't know, but um, yeah. I don't know, we have like 8,000 people here in Bogota and DevCon. Like, you know, you felt that these people, they're here for the long run. Like, these are the real game changers. They, they, see, they see stuff they want to improve in the world. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I've, always, I've always said that when crypto wins is when your grandmother is using it and doesn't even know it. Yeah, and that yeah, that's that's our main topic of discussion. I would say, <laughs> at another block, how do we, how do we add like the newcomers to comics? We're actually working right now on a, on a kind of an onboarding guide, just like an interactive step by step guide. <clears throat> so you know, like you probably all run with your own um, MetaMask and stuff, but there is actually some great projects that, that does like social logins. So you you connect your Twitter or your or your Gmail to a wallet. And you, you store the seed phrases in like an, an MPC way, which also I think like lowers the barriers of entry. Like my my mother, she has an email and she could just connects to like the back end. She tops up the credit card and then she can own music. It is easier. But that's, yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, because let's be honest, crypto user interface has a long way to go for mass adoption. 
Yeah, and especially when you hear about these, like, when you people click on phishing links or, you know, stealth men seeing a hack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then Google sponsoring them. Oh, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, what the hell? Is that a direction you guys are working toward to be able to um, pay out royalties in, or or sell the NFTs through credit also? I don't know. Can you hear me still? Yeah, yeah. This could froze. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, we got it's you stuck now. on unmuted at least. So I. We are looking at, so right now, we're first of all, we're looking at kind of the top-up flow, so you can top up, um, and you can have crypto on your kind of the Web3 auth, so it's, that's with your social login. Uh, but, I mean, I think some people actually prefer having, you know, save their crypto and just have your music ownership via your credit card. So, so we're, we're, we're looking, I think. Uh, for now, we're still prioritizing the kind of the NFT crowd, but I think we're, we're definitely going to explore the kind of the, the everyday user because I think owning music is going to grow for, for every segment. I, I don't think that's just a crypto thing. Yeah, agreed. Um, I want to, if anybody in the audience here has any questions, feel free to raise your hand. We'll bring you up on stage. Um, but yeah, that's a great point more Keith. Um, yeah, I think I combinate because like, so if I don't know anything about crypto, but I want to buy a track or, you know, own a fractionalized part of that track, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. I can use my credit card. I think we've had the most, the, the most time it's been on the Rihanna because Rihanna is this kind of huge artist. I mean, my, my aunt was like, damn, Rihanna, really? I want to get in on that, <laughs> and she, but she already she she tried some of my former projects. <laughs> She's a believer. We've got one question from the audience. Uh, Etherway, bring you up on stage. Hey, yeah, uh, thank you. Um, honestly, music and uh, you know, I think digital ownership is just such a fantastic uh, pairing, and one of the main reasons I actually got into this whole world in like 2016. Um, I'm so curious with you working more closely in this industry, what you find maybe is the hardest thing to convince artists about, because to me, it's just such a no brainer, but for artists, I'm curious what their, you know, concerns are. Yeah, I'll say the main concern um, has been so, so from when we started the project, like more than a year ago, we had a lot of the, you know, you get those kind of the media blurs. So like Ethereum is bad for the environment. That was one of the first challenges. Second has been NFTs are a scam. So, you know, you're always like playing with that, the public opinion. Uh, but I would say, I think the, one of the main concerns is that they are scared of, is this going to take time for me creating music? Am I going to have to sit in a Discord? Uh, and these kind of things. And I think that's why I know the blog tries to focus a little bit more on building the community so we don't have to steal as much time from the artists. So we let artists do what they do best, like the music. Yeah, if I may, following up with that, you know, I think some of the coolest things about um, blockchain and, and digital ownership and music and stuff like that is that artists can have a closer connection and ownership of those audiences, you know, directly. You know, they have that 
channel rather than having to go and interface through, you know, music labels and, and everything like that. Um, I personally believe that it's like if you're going to go down this route, it's it's probably maybe it's a niche and it's not going to take over the whole market. But why wouldn't you as an artist want to have that direct connection with your audience and whether or not it's in discord? You know, I think it's it's about getting your community involved and maybe reducing the amount of fans you actually need. You know, sure, it's great to have 100 million fans around the world listening to your music on Spotify. Like, that doesn't really net you much money. If you had uh, 5,000 people in a Discord that all absolutely loved your your music and was able to purchase, you know, limited edition um, items that were, you know, digital collectibles, you know, that could s- sustain you as like a very, you know, a good living. So I don't know. I'm, I'm curious if maybe you think this is maybe a separate topic or that, you know, artists are going to have to adjust to this new world or, you know, do you think artists will adjust to this new world? Super. I think, I think you're spot on. And I, and that's exactly our argument as well. Um, so, I, but I think that they are scared of because they, they try new platforms all the time, uh, and we argue that this is a more effective way of communicating. So, with this, like, if you know who's really your supporter, you should be spending time with this. So, so for us, the artist just gets more data points, so they can, you know, spend their time more wisely. And that's so, so like, sure, they have going to have to sit in this court. They should. I think they should. But I do think that we're going to have kind of a, a little bit of a niche market of Web3 native artists. Yeah, thank you. I mean, honestly, if I were given the opportunity, like Daft Punk were to open a Discord and sell direct to consumer, you know, like, just take my bank account. Just there you go. <laughs> yeah, that would be the dream. We're, we're working on it. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> thank you. Right. Yeah. Thanks for the question. Either way. Now you kind of got your, your start into the crypto world through hackathons. Is that correct? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys finding like that that's where a majority of your focus is going in terms of like, you know, making sure that you're hitting because you're very dev heavy. It seems like it, you know, it seems like you understand that that's the, the foundation to start a successful project and then build the community out. And then, you know, then the artists will kind of see what you're all are building. Are you finding a lot of success like at the hackathons and doing all the kind of convention circuit? That's a, that's a, it's a good balance for us. It's a very hard way to find balance too, but I think we're all, since we, I have a lot of devs that live and breathe in this community. You know, we always, we kind of want to cater and, and do some tech flexes. <laughs> and sometimes people think that's just uh, because we're, you know, we're devs. But I think there's so much potential in, in finding these diehard fans at hackathon places. And, and sometimes maybe the music fans, they don't really care about the two stuff and, and this. So I, I'd say we still have a long way to reach every like Web3 native stuff and we're not going to reach them because not everyone prioritizes music. 
But in terms of like innovating the product, I think it's a great way of just being out there, seeing what's the, the most important thing. Like the latest hackathon in, in Bogota, East Bogota, it was a lot of focus on, on both lens and Aztec. So, you know, privacy and social layers. And I think it's great for us to understand, like, how can we incorporate that into our product? Because people are prioritizing privacy and they do like the kind of the lens ecosystem. Okay, that's cool. That makes sense. Um, but I, I think we're going to see like a two parallel, two parallel ways for another block. We're going to have our, our, our Web3 and we're going to have a kind of the music fans experience. And then we're going to have to try to intertwine that <laughs> and make everyone happy. <laughs> awesome. Uh, right on. Sorry about that, guys. I had to go take care of something real quick. Oh, you're all right. Um, we have one more question, actually, from the audience. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm back. Um, this just I this is like one of my favorite subjects. So thank you for allowing me to ask questions. But um, I think a huge part in uh, blockchain is that like a lot of people focus on the crypto financial side of it. Um, is there things that you're doing to address maybe? Um, how to like stave off everyone thinking that they're investments and more that they're collectibles uh, when they purchase, you know, music or are you pushing forward that these are investments? I'm curious how you're approaching that angle. Yeah, uh, I would say that we are pushing because I mean, it, it has, it has a yearly yield. So music, um, generally speaking, I think most of our tracks have somewhere between five to 15%. So I mean, there are people that are coming into it for the sole investment purpose. Like it's a very stable asset. It's very non-market sensitive because people listen to music, um, even if it's an economic downturn. But that's one of our main things. Like we have three typical target audiences, people that love NFT and believe in the products for the Web3 aspects. We have the people that see it as an alternative asset class of just like, it's a nice edge to my portfolio. And then we have the fast who wants to own a piece of a track. And that's also like, it's a, it's a balance. I mean, like we love uh, hearing feedback about this, but the feedback is usually depending on which type of, of person you are, you're going to feel that it is kind of an information overload because we're trying to cater to, to all of the above target audiences. Yeah. That's same vein of investment i see like this round you guys upped your percentage on the royalties with the rihanna drop is that correct yes it's we're we're experimenting with having keeping a lower supply um so that would make the but it depends it's all depending on how how it streams and what's the valuation of the track Gotcha. So it's all kind of, it's all fluid, drop to drop. You know, it seems like you guys are very um, flexible and, and experimental and just like ebb and flow of the community. And Yeah. And I mean, you, you, you know, like the supply and demand side is, is, is huge in this NFT space. Like how we want to make this the, the most attractive mint to people, because if we have a successful Mint, then we're also gonna, you know, have it easier to score better artists, bigger artists. So 
So it all it all comes together of just trying to be to make the best drops possible in, in this scenario right now. And then in the meanwhile, we're building out kind of the infrastructure, the protocol play of how we're gonna release a hundred tracks a week. I don't want to hog the stage, but I could ask more questions if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, man, feel free. Yeah, if you have more, if more Keith uh, has some more time, we'll just keep rolling with the AMA. 100%. I love yeah. the question. Um, so something I've always been super fascinated about is like deep cuts and like almost like blooper tracks from artists that we almost never get to see the light of day um, simply because they're not polished and ready essentially for mainstream. Uh, I think that like using blockchain and community oriented um, collectibles and things like that, like that could be such a huge avenue of, you know, being able to reward your like very um, consistent consumers of like, oh, you've bought a bunch of tracks, like just go here and claim, um, you know, some of these things. They're like completely unreleased. They're, you know, maybe totally terrible, but they're just like a piece of history in the creation of XYZ song. Have you guys explored that at all? I mean, the, the things that we get to listen to in closed rooms, unfortunately, is huge. But there is a lot of, like, in the legal stuff and these kind of things. But there are a lot of those things. Like, there, there's tracks that no one's heard of, that someone has, like, a, a weird little MP3 file that's not public to the world, that they are still very bullish on publishing together with these NFTs. So we had some artists that's like, yeah, we could probably, you know, some rights holders become very, very, very intrigued by the idea of like, oh, this is super cool. This is a new thing. Perhaps we could add this, you know, how it all, how it was made, uh, the kind of the remixes that were unreleased. And, you know, this is the early stages of the track. So there's many of these things that are in the pipeline. For, but it's very also like specific drop by drop. But we'll definitely push for these kind of finding out and giving out the hidden gems for the people that are minting and investing in music. Dude, that's a super, super cool niche. If you can get that out, I mean, I love deep cuts. That, right? it's it's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, that's freaking awesome. Um, I was wondering, so if you, how do you onboard new artists? Or is there a, like way for let's say I've got a band and I want to, you know, collab with you or whatever. How how would I go about doing that? We're actually we're building out there right now as we as we're talking. I just talked with with one of our devs. We're doing like a kind of a, um, another block discovery. So we're we're actually trying to get a little data on people that would be interested in divesting with us. Yeah. But, Right now, we have a plan of, of doing like a smaller mid-tier artists releases. Some we're doing the autumn, so post-summer. So we're still right now highly curated top streaming, but we are going to get into discussing with this kind of more discovery segment, as we call it. Yeah, that makes sense. I, and a great way to onboard folks into Web3 for sure. Yeah, but right now I think the main plot, like we have Sound XYZ that are doing great and they, they're experimenting with like, can you get to, if you're an artist and you get in discussions with them, you get to do like a drop with, I think it's 25, you have like this unlocking thing. 
So if if eight people mints your music, then you get unlocked, so you get thirty tokens. And I know a lot of people have done it on on Zora as well. Uh, so I think like that's the cool thing. Like we're we're a communal ecosystem trying to like you know, everyone has kind of the same mission of just like decentralizing, democratizing music. And I know Daniel Allen, he, he did by himself. Like he set up a, a minting page via bonfire. He organized a DAO around him. And I, I think that's great. But we'll hopefully be able to do that in a little time. Right on. Either way, you got any other questions? You know, to be respectful of time, I think uh, I'll, I'll stop there. I mean, I could I could literally talk forever. I sent you a friend request, uh, Morky, just because <laughs> I'm so fascinated with this. So if, if um, you know, I can reach out to you at some time, I might have some more questions. Yeah, and I can uh, drop the Discord link, too, for another block. If you find yourself in there, yeah. I'm sure you'll be matched with the same amount of uh, curiosity and passion. Yeah, yeah, we I mean, like just coming up, asking questions. That's what we love. Yeah. And we can always, um, never mind. I lost my train of thought. Now, do you guys find yourselves, um, venturing into like the new newer markets? I know you guys have a really nice influence in the Japanese market. Um, are you guys looking to expand, I mean, that, our our Japanese community is, is wild and crazy. It was, it was basically just one day after a good collaboration that our Discord was just flooded by Japanese people. And these people are diehard fans. It's so fun to notice. Uh, but then we also had, I mean, we, we're doing a lot of things in Europe. Uh, our last the Ric Flair drip was very US-based. I mean, since we're in Colombia right now, it would be fun to, you know, drop a latin american artist or these kind of things but i think it's it's highly about like what kind of music we're dropping and then we try to cater to that kind of regional thing we talk, we talk with some korean k-pop artists as well you know it's really fun and and the easiest way to enter india is like either you go through cricket or you go through bollywood <laughs> that's uh, okay. the way to enter the indian movies, according to to my small dating sample of asking people from India. <laughs> well, it seems like you're growing in a million directions all at once then. It's a fun thing, you know, like with, with global artists, they are global for a reason. Uh, and that's why it's, for me, at least very interesting to also get and dig deeper into these kind of local segments. But according like, to what I was saying before, like it's, it's all a big experiment, right? It's uh, A and B testing. It's, you know, seeing what works out, seeing what the, the holder community gets going with and, and what gets exciting. Right on. Uh, so does anybody else in the uh, audience have any questions? I know you got a bunch either way, but we're coming up on an hour. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think this is a great place to uh, put a, put a pin in it and uh hopefully hopefully we'll be able to have you guys back and uh and and talk about the next drop yeah that's what uh, uh, i mean uh, we love what you're doing and it's always seems to be here uh, to talk with y'all and the holders and i'm still i'm, I'm remaining my panda 
Awesome. Ah, right on. We appreciate that, my friend. Um, but yeah, that's what uh lost my train of thought was I was gonna tell either way that you we could always schedule another AMA with another block if they have the time for it and go from there. All right. Well, thank you everybody that came and listened. Uh learned quite a bit more about another block. I think it's a really great uh, way to onboard new artists and, and, and onboard new people into web three. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is a good stopping point unless anybody has any other questions or more Keith, if you have anything else to say, no, I just wanted to say like, if, if you're, if you're a music fan, if you're an NFT fan, I think uh, another block, we have a great platform. And, uh, you know, we're doing everything we can for our holders and just trying to get that music to become like a serious piece of asset class, like something you do, something you tell your friends and family that, yeah, I own a piece of this track. So, you know, if if you want to learn more, we're always in Discord and and happy to chat. And uh, I'm really bullish on Rihanna. I think it's going to be fun. And uh, see you all out there. Yeah, so... Go ahead, Edward. Oh, I was just going to say, we'll drop a link to yeah. the Discord, and that uh, Rihanna drop is February 9th. That's at uh, 5 p.m. UTC, correct? Uh, ooh, it, it's very prominent in the Discord. UTC, it should be somewhere around that time. <laughs> right. No worries. Uh, but yeah, we'll drop those pre-mint links and the uh, Discord link and uh, try to schedule uh, another block on here in another month or two or whatever, whenever their next drop is. It sounds good. But, you know, if you're out there in, in East Denver, you should definitely join us for a couple of COVIDs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll get in touch and coordinate something fun. Perfect. Well... Awesome guys. Cheers, guys. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for everybody for coming. Um I will get this uploaded here in a little while. And All right. uh, anybody that missed it can listen to it on the uh Spotify. Thanks, Thanks again. Bye guys. Have a nice day. Later.